Yeah. Playing in your systems, everybody gon' see. We be hitting every note because we keep it on key. Playing in your systems, everybody gon' see. We be hitting every note because we keep it on key. You ain't know what time it is, we give you updates. If you watch us in the morning or you're sitting up late, time to talk about the trends from the net to TikTok. Touching every genre, right from EDM to hip hop. Man, playing in your systems, everybody gon' see. We be hitting every note because we keep it on key. Playing in your systems, everybody gon' see. We be hitting every note because we keep it on key. Hello and welcome back to On Key Podcast, where we discuss music trends and listening habits of music lovers and listeners like you. My name is Bina and I'll let everyone introduce themselves. Hey guys, it's me, Harry. Hi, I'm Ash. And it's Ryan. So today we wanted to talk about a really cool topic. We're discussing how marketing can be used to send music stars viral. Something that we've been discussing lately has been the extremely viral song and music video Montero by Lil Nas X. His controversial marketing tactics have definitely been catching our eyes and our ears. Did you want to tell us a bit more about it, Harry? Yeah, I'd love to. So I think we should probably start off with just talking about the actual video in itself. I'm pretty sure everyone's most likely seen it, unless your name's Kimmy. Um, so yeah, I think it's a very interesting topic about the Lil Nas X and his um, film clip for Montero, his one of his newest singles. Um, he definitely plays a lot of characters throughout the film clip, and we find out in the beginning that he's actually playing Adam and Eve interchangeably. So he's playing two different genders in this one film clip by himself. So with the whole film clip, I find it really interesting that there is so many gender stereotypes that are being bended, and he is expressing his sexuality in so many different ways. Um, I think everyone's probably seen across TikTok um, the trend, or not even the trend, just the video of Lil Nas and his big old stripper pole going down towards uh, Satan and seducing him. So I think that's something that maybe we should probably um, talk about or Let's something in here. Let's stop there. Let's yeah? unpack that one. I think that's a big one to talk about, so yeah. I found it absolutely just mind-blowing, just the effect, that just being that little bit offensive to a certain um, almost tyrannical religion. Um, and how much it affected everyone. And, like, they really pulled into play. Like, there's no such thing as bad publicity. He went just be, like, mega viral for just taking it that little bit too far. And I really just have to give a pat on the back for that. Yeah, I think it's something that, like, no one has ever seen before. And this is something that is just absolutely obscene to so many people. And it's interesting because you think that so many people would get offended by this. And I'm, I'm sure there are people, but a lot of people are getting around this new sort of crazy idea about expressing your own religion and how you view, like, Satan, I guess, and God. I also think it's like, it was such a good thing for Lil Nas to really be the person to do it. He's, like, probably one of the first you know, gay, black, more hip-hop style um, artists to really come out and not, like, hide from their um, sexuality. And he's always just been, like, he rocked up in that, remember that wardrobe, in that beautiful pink cowboy outfit, and I was yeah. just, he just really doesn't shy away from it. I really liked that, you know, even though he, like, he is gay and he didn't think that he needed to, like, be surrounded by women to be and, like, in little skimpy costumes yeah, to no, really totally. sell his song. He's like, you know what, I am gay, so I'm going to, you know, play with what I like, who I am, and I'm just just because I, that's who I am. I don't need to do anything that's going to apply to the masses. And he just took it so far, and I think it was so cool. Yeah, it's funny, with, like, when you say that as well, with all the, like, not having the women and stuff, like, there is only men. Now I've just come to a realisation. There are only men in his film clips. Which makes perfect sense. Like, yeah. it's, it's who he, um, who he's attracted to, and he doesn't think, oh, I'm going to have to, you know, 
make sure my video appeals to my, my, the male gaze because mm. like that's usually where the industry's uh, clips tend to go. And he's like, nah, that's not me. And he had a grand old time doing it. Bloody ass. Hung out with Satan, had a grand <laughs> old time. And I think that was really, like really, really clever. And it definitely made a few people mad, but I thought that was really cool. Ryan, what did you think of the video clip? I thought it was hilarious, honestly. Um, I definitely wasn't one of the people offended by it because, um, you know, people have been doing stuff like that in, like, metal music videos for years. Like, Absolutely, Like, yeah. offensive stuff like that. But it's definitely one of the first time a super, like, mainstream star. It definitely, like... like in like, ages. Like, yeah. And it's also found interesting, too, because, like, Lil Nas broke out in a combination of two typically homophobic genres in a way, like hip-hop and country. Mm. Oh, like, yeah, With the sure. movie's breakout single. And I remember... Everybody was behind him at first, and then when he came out as gay, I remember lots of people that supported Old Town Road suddenly flipped on him, yeah. and then and then they were like, "Oh well, we can't have this this gay person promoting that gay stuff to our kids." Blah 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 blah, you know, because like in a way, Old Town Road was a song that the kids really loved. It wasn't actually marketed towards kids, but it's um, catchy. But kids it, love it. it was picked up by a lot of kids, and um, you know that kind of like leads into the to the whole controversy behind the Satan stuff because people felt like Little Nas was a kiddie rapper, you know what I mean? Like promoting to kids. And then they see him doing all this, you know, like Satanist stuff on like a main stage. And then not only that, it's Satanist stuff combined with gay stuff. It's like, you know, every, you know, um, like far right wing person's like worst fear most of the time. Like, yeah. and that's probably why it stirred up so much controversy, but on the, in the exact same coin, you have the most people on Twitter and the internet are like usually left leaning and they were all super in support of what he was doing. I thought it was super cool. Yeah. I also loved uh, the really unique way he decided to promote his video oh, yes. and his new song. Harry, did you want to go over and tell us about it? I would love to. So, we have all looked at these pair of shoes. And they look like a normal black pair of shoes. But, there is only 666 pairs of these shoes. Which is a Satan reference. And these pair of shoes retail for a price of $1,018. Random number, but there's actually a reason behind this. It is a reference to a Bible passage, which is Luke 10, 18, which reads, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So there's such a little random little thing that's actually on each pair of shoes. And then we've also seen on the pair of shoes as well, that there is a number slash 666. So each pair is uniquely pair, um, is uniquely numbered so it's like pair six of 666 and just little stuff like this it's on each individual shoe like kind of personalized things i feel let's also not forget the little vial of blood oh, yes. that's in the shoes might be important to bring up i pair. think that one was the, the most controversial part mm. of these shoes um was he's like yeah let's just like a little drop of human blood in these shoes mm. just like just because but it's also like a random thing because obviously if the shoe pops like it's gonna get a bit of a bloody foot. Like, yeah. Did anyone think of like the logistics of it? Well, I mean, also like, could that be like a crime scene? Like, if you have like someone's <laughs> blood on the floor, like, no. So this, <laughs> these shoes led to even more controversy than the song. It led to honestly an uproar from almost everybody, especially regarding the blood in the shoes. So this led to a lot of uh, backlash online, but also there was a lawsuit attached to it. Um, I believe because it was something about from it was Nike. Was it? I think it was Nike yes. that was. Yeah, yeah. Nike was like, hey, no. And there was rumours of um, Lil Nas X being sued for this and potentially being in court. And like his 
the whole swirl that he was going to be facing jail time. Mm. And he really leaned into this. Mm. Again, we come back to no publicity is bad publicity. Literally. And he online was promoting the fact that he was going to be going to jail. Yeah, and also with that, just sort of stemming from that, his new song with um, Jack Harlow, that industry baby, is him in prison. So it's like such a little segue to his next film clip. And But yeah, did you, Ryan, did you want to say anything about that um, that little film clip? Yeah, well, this was um, really just genius marketing on his part. Like, Lil Nas has always been great at marketing throughout his whole career since he popped up on the scene. But this was, like, probably one of the most genius transitions I've ever seen, like, in oh, ages. It was really cool, like, yeah. Because everybody, for real, like, he was really hamming it up on, on Twitter, like, damn, I really might be going to jail. And he was, like, <laughs> actually, like, pretending like he was really going to be going to jail. Um, and then he puts out this film clip, like, you know, Lil Nas X going to jail, like, a week or so before the song dropped, I think. And then yeah. it was him playing every single character in the video again, like in a courtroom, yeah. sending him to Montero State Prison, which is like another play on on the previous song and stuff like that as well. Mm. Um, he really tricked everyone and thinking, oh, this is going to be serious. He's like, ha, tricked ya. Yeah. His single number two. And it's a banger. Yeah. yeah. And anybody that thought the last video was gay, like this one's like, <laughs> like <laughs> on a whole other level. Mm. It's like, awesome. I think the video, it was so well done. The choreography is great. Yeah. It was such a high, like a high level of production that yeah. it was like watching a little movie mm. with just a really good soundtrack. And I thought it was so interesting. Oh, definitely. One thing I did see is um the section with Industry Baby. Someone made note of it on like Twitter or something saying they put a woman with like hands all over him just to like make sure everyone knew that this was the part that wasn't gay. <laughs> this is this is Jack Harlow, the straight man talking. Yes, straight <laughs> man here. I thought it was really cool. I thought it had like a nice little um like a little set of difference into mm. the crap and uh into the scene and Jack Harlow was really great i loved his little um bridge during it i thought it was a really good feature but on a personal level like let's just have a quick talk what was like what was your thoughts on the shoes as like a marketing like strategy and the whole like montero uh series what was your overall opinion on this well i think for me personally i just loved how controversial it was like i've never seen anything go this far usually it's like a video and then that's it mm-hmm. but the fact that he's got this pair of shoes and now he's cross-promoting his new single like there's so many things that are segueing from this one like single um and yeah i mean with those shoes they're also a sick pair of shoes like i probably would get them myself like, if yeah. there wasn't blood in them I mean, I probably still would get them. <laughs> Respect. I'm just going to jump off that. I think we're in such a saturated market now, especially with the ability that anyone at home or anyone you know who has access to uni equipment can make a high-level production. Um, so I think you do need to like step out and like do cross-mediums for production and for promotion. And I thought it was such an interesting way that like these shoes were not just a little Nas X uh, collaboration they're like hey this is a montero collaboration this is about my new song yeah. everyone was getting hyped over and saying oh my god he's releasing satan shoes like well, let's see what's happening with that yeah. and it was just it really took marketing off the screen mm. and gave it like a physical yeah get like a product an actual mm-hmm. thing that you can possess rather than just seeing something or hearing something there's, there's a new element of sort of touch yeah. and physical ryan what are your thoughts yeah well um Honestly, like, I saw a lot of people, because, like, I'm, I'm pretty heavily into the hip-hop community and stuff, so, like, there was a lot of people who were talking about the shoes in particular, 
and like tons of people didn't have a problem until the shoes came in the picture yeah. and they were yeah, like right. they were like yeah I, I was i was rocking with his artistic expression and everything like that but then i feel like the satan shoes was a little bit lame blah 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 yeah and like i was i was on i was actually um on live with um some rappers on instagram like talking to them about it um at the time and like everybody had such wildly different opinions. Yeah, like, I think that's really an, an interesting point as well, is like there are so many different opinions on this whole thing. Like it's mm. crazy. But do you think this, um, having this kind of really uh, dark persona attached to Lil Nas X is going to like hinder his brand identity? No. I don't think so, do you? I, I, don't, I don't think it would, but I think it's definitely um, severe enough that he is going to cut off the, some potential market, but oh, yeah. probably yeah. A, as a gay man anyway, he doesn't want people who don't agree with his identity and him being able to express himself freely, doesn't want them in there, but it does, like, he's not going to be invited to the, like, Nickelodeon choices, <laughs> you know? Like, he's not yeah. going to be, like... But I think well, he's just a smart man. Mm. Or he's got a really smart team behind him, that's oh, for sure. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. knows how to market well. So props his team. I think another person who has been able to do a really interesting um, promo was Halsey for her new album, If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. Side note, I love that name. Mm. Um, which she really released like this theatrical experience for her new album mm. that was about the struggles of pregnancy, is that pregnancy right? Pregnancy and childbirth, so yeah. yeah something she... we can all relate to. Yeah, absolutely. As 18-year-old Definitely. Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting way about it because you don't really see a lot of artists like creating and producing their own films. Um, I know previously I've seen the work of Melanie Martinez for one of her albums, K-12, and she produced a film, it was like an hour and 20 minutes or something, but it introduced every one of her songs throughout a theatrical experience. Like a Mamma Mia vibe. Very yeah. Mamma Mia vibe, yeah. And we all, thing you can get to a we all love Mamma Mia. Yeah. And then I think there was um, one, Fanny, you were talking about before, about Fall Out Boy was very similar in that regard yeah. too. Yeah, uh, Fall Out Boy's Save Rock and Roll album, they did like a um, like short film kind of thing where they um, made a music video of every single one of the songs on the album and tied them all together in like a, a storyline, which was just so fun. Like I love seeing it in that... I don't know, a different perspective because it's hard to get inside an artist's head when you're just listening to the music. Like, you don't know what's going on yeah, in their mind. Yeah, I'm with you there, yeah. But then when you got them, like, maybe directing or, um, you know, acting out mm-hmm. a, a scene that goes along with the whole album where you really get a feel for what kind yeah. of, what they want you to feel. Well, I even think that, like, that kind of plays into, like, the last maybe, like, five to ten years of music videos when it's no longer you know, the artist dancing on a green screen. It's, like, a five-minute production yeah. and there's usually about, like, two to three minutes at the start of a music video that's it's just a fun story yeah, it's a hard visual representation like, experience i'm gonna i'm gonna show my roots here as a directioner and i'm gonna mention <laughs> one direction um so when they were promoting their um documentary way back in the heyday they released a i think it was like six minute um music video for their song best song ever oh my god and it my is favorite. it is still oh. to this day one of my favorite videos of all time <laughs> i think i could quote like speak it word for word oh i could too if we have time at the end Fina, let's like role play <laughs> <laughs> um basically the five members um they all dress up as uh like record labels and assistant i do believe zane turns into a rocking female assistant and <laughs> Uh, and they just turn into all these different characters and they're talking to themselves as One Direction about the promotion of their new movie. And they're trying to say, oh, let's do something fancy and 
like high highly choreographed and like no let's just be us let's be authentic mm-hmm. and then the entire music video turns into them just mucking around in a production studio and it is honestly such a great way to promote their documentary and like obviously they always had a bajillion fans who were going to watch it no matter what yeah no definitely. but that's how they like that's how they, they released so they were making a documentary it's like hey surprise and yeah just stepping back to Halsey and stuff I think it's very interesting especially like after talking about Lil Nas X as well with the whole sexuality and um religious side of things now we're talking about childbirth and pregnancy like this is not something that say five or even two years ago would be an openly spoken about topic like so freely and I know with Halsey across her um her Instagram and her social media pages, like she's posting photos now that she's not wearing, like, not that it's it's wrong or anything. She's like not wearing a bra. She has her, her boobs out and everything. Like it's full, just everything's there for you to see. Like she's it's so really authentic, very raw, embracing nature. Yeah, hundred percent. And Which just like I feel comes with well, I, once again I can't speak for it, but I feel motherhood is something that often links women back to nature and back to yeah. very natural. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it must be really liberating to be mm-hmm. able to express that through her music and her mm-hmm. artistry. Yeah, like, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but, like, I swear it was, like, a couple of years ago, there was this big, like, public breastfeeding debate going on, which mm-hmm. was, like, really interesting. Like, there was, like, people, like, being like, oh, you know, like, women should never have their boobs out in public, blah, 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 you know, like, even if they're breastfeeding. And I was just like, I don't really care. It's just... It's funny of business. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's tough to eat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's just a nipple, get over it. Yeah, mm. that's it. And I think... <laughs> I don't know. I think music's taking this really interesting turn away from just songs. It's a it's a whole storytelling vibe now. Everyone is just taking this to a whole new level, and I, I'm really excited to see what happens from here. I'm excited to see what Lil Nas has gone on next. Mm. I'm excited to see you know all these different releases come forward, and I just think it's so cool, especially because we don't have any room for live performances at the moment. Like most of the world, sadly, is getting back to normal with their vaccine rollout, but we just don't haven't got there yet. Yeah. So everyone's had to, you know, turn away from their traditional promotion and, like, they can't just go do a little concert somewhere no. or meet and greet, anything like that. And they've got to get creative on what they can do and how they can access their audiences remotely and from home and still stir up the same amount of excitement as it would for a tour. But, yeah. That's such a good point. Yeah. I think that's a really... It's just... It's really interesting, I think, mm. what's happening. And I feel like it's definitely shown as well. Like, I feel like in productions these days, you see a lot more... Well, especially with this Halsey one, you see a lot more money being put into their film clips. Like, it's very well done. It's very clean uh, filming. Like, the filming process is so just perfect. And, yeah, it's just a lot of money that would have been going into concerts, um, festivals, all that stuff is going into the production phases and this marketing... I really do miss live music, though. Oh, tell me about it. It's not quite the same. No. <laughs> it's a nice place. It, it's a good... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll do in the meantime, mm. but please come back. We miss you. <laughs> yeah. I know another artist that did, like, the same kind of thing with uh, an album-long music video was Florence and the Machine in um, her How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful album, which I think was 2015, my favourite album ever. Mm-hmm. And she did, like, a like a small film-length music video, which was... um called the odyssey and it was just like of course like the the symbolism and the imagery within her music you know it already draws to mind a lot of really fantastic thoughts in your head but then seeing you know the artist's perspective of it oh it just made it so much more real it made it it made me feel like i was in the creator's head yeah 
She's always had crazy music videos. Remember, remember, used to see her music videos pop up, and there were like always ton, ton of stuff going on in those. Yeah, well, I think I saw her live in LA in twenty nineteen, oh and God. just seeing her on stage, like she just runs from sight. I'm just like, well, I don't know what you are on, but like, oh <laughs> my God, I like, want to be on it. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like she has, that. yeah, she has so much energy, and she's just like so just herself. But yeah. So Ryan, like, as like I know. I'm sure listeners don't quite know yet, but yeah. you're a little music artist yourself and you do, you know, dabble with production and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like this new wave of promotion is for like smaller artists, ones that don't have a bajillion dollar budget? Oh, it's, it's definitely very, very hard, but like, you know, a lot of the newer era is just about working with your resources and there's tons of people who literally film music videos in their room on their iPhone and manage to make captivating productions. Like it's all about, at the end of the day, the music is the the key behind everything. Like, you know, you can have a massive Lil Nas X music video budget, um, which obviously helps a lot, but you know, there's plenty of artists out Being there. Being able to build an entire jail. Oh, just yeah. In the middle <laughs> in of the desert. In your, in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, you know, like lots of these artists, like we were talking about, they, they build worlds around their projects. Yeah. Know? That's, and that's like the most exciting way to promote it. And some people can do that from their bedroom. Like, you know, there's plenty of like bedroom pop artists like Claro, for example, and yeah, everybody like yeah. that who have very like lo-fi aesthetic stuff. And if Claro filmed a music video in her bedroom, which she has before, like mm. people still latch onto it as yeah. much as they do anything else because it's about her as an artist. Yeah, so yeah. it feeds into Claro's experience. She's mm-hmm. a exactly. bedroom artist, films mm. video videos in her it's, bedroom. You feel like you're there with her. Yeah, yeah, it's super exciting that, again, we link it back to COVID, is like we don't leave the house anymore. So it's it's seen as authentic to just be like film something in your house and say, Well, can't leave. Sorry. This is what I'm experiencing, so you can yeah. all experience yeah. it with like, me. Come with me with it. And so it's like interesting to see like the like dual dynamic if you have like these mega pop stars who are like, I need to do everything in my power to be different and captivating, which is definitely working. Like it's working to everyone's advantage. But then you have these smaller, like you said, bedroom artists who are having to like just like think on their toes and find different ways to do it and like TikTok obviously has been a huge factor yeah, in that. Definitely. And if you can get like a dance trend attached to your song, you're set. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's just so hard to be creative and be so niche and it's like such a dense market. Like mm-hmm. everyone's like seen Olivia Rodrigo and now Lil Nas and it's just everyone's trying to come up with these new ideas and it's just like you need to be so different to be successful these days. Yeah. And I think oh we could go into TikTok for hours i think we definitely will be doing another episode just on tiktok because there is just so much to unpack and i think we'll continue our discussion on bedroom artists in our next episode when we really dive into tiktok for sure but i really think it's such an interesting just being a listener and really just taking that like back seat and not only trying to enjoy this promotion but when you critically analyze what you're doing like what's happening and you're, wow, like, there's some pretty smart people out there. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They just have, like, really strong teams and, like, yeah, work together well. All right. That was a great discussion, guys. Some really cool ideas. Um, what we're going to do next, we're going to have a look at some questions that we asked on our Instagram polls throughout the week. So we asked everybody who their favourite artist was at the moment. We got a real range of replies, including Harry's dad. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> His favourite artist oh, at the moment you? is Post Malone. Oh, See, he's got taste. He, he does have taste. And even just drawing on that, I must say, Dad actually came and saw Post Malone with me at uh, Boodle. Wow. So, oh, he's a cool dad. He's wow. a very cool dad. He'll admit that himself, I'm sure. But yeah, even like we had artists such as Taylor Swift... Uh, we had Flume, Charlie XCX, 
and Quicks as well, who's like a nice DJ. And I think we had a really nice range of artists from I, that one. I thought it was really cool. Um, I also commented. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and I'm really, really vibing with just like that whole like 2013 like Arctic Monkeys vibe. Oh, I've kind yeah. of, I've regressed. Kind of regressed. Yeah, I've been, I've been. Yeah, there. I'm back. <laughs> Co- uh, lockdown has taken me back to yeah. like 14 year old me. Yeah, yeah. they were good days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, for me at the moment, I'm really getting into Maggie Rogers. Has re- well, not that recently, but last year she released like a bunch of her like archived kind of songs that she did like a few years back. And man, ah, uh, there are some beautiful ones in there. So at the moment, I definitely say Maggie Rogers. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's, it's funny we're talking about Lil Nas all day because the person Nas named himself after, Nas, a rapper from the 90s, released um, a new album and I've been listening to that a lot lately. Um, he just went independent for the for the first time and he sold about like 60,000 first week, which is pretty good for an independent artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. I didn't know that. I never heard of him. I have mm. to have a listen. Yeah, he's like one of the founding fathers of hip-hop. Yeah, so check out Spotify yeah. playlist so we can show all of our listeners and we can have a look yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Harry, what about you? Oh, gosh. Where do I start? Um, I'm actually really into DJ Khaled at the moment, and I hate oh. to admit it. <laughs> I know. It's terrible, but I'm getting back into it, and, um, yeah, I just I always feel good when I listen to it. Which songs? Um, oh, put me oh. on the spot. Do it. There was one, I can't remember what it's called, but it was with uh, Lil Durk and... Little baby, little baby. Yeah, on, again? on the new album. Oh, I, thought, I forget what it is, but it's like that, like um, piano-driven. That is track. We'll album. we'll pop it in the playlist, yeah. you guys. Yeah. Can have a listen. But yeah, one of the good ones. Yeah. So the next question that we had was, what decade of music do you prefer? A bit controversial. Is it anyone for the two thousands over the twenty tens? Uh, I'm definitely two thousands over twenty tens for really? sure. But. I have been kind of obsessed with Electric Light Orchestra, which is from the seventies. <gasps> Stop. Oh, <yeah>. So <laughs> I'm actually my, I've got a tattoo planned to um for this band. <laughs> I I, I love, love Electric Light Orchestra. I grew up on them. My Telefo- mom played it. My dad. Mm. Telephone Line by Electric Light Orchestra is up there with one of my favorite songs of all time. Beautiful. So I've kind of you know. My parents were three years old. Like I was not around then. Like, mm-hmm. but it's just such an interesting, I just love how music progresses. Oh yeah. And ELO is such a timeless band. I feel like we've come back to that kind of electronic style of music anyway. Like mm-hmm. there are it's... resurgences of the seventies, eighties. Weekend help synth, but yeah. I, yeah. Oh, definitely. The oh, weekend God, yeah. really plays. Oh, he's so interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, probably between the 2000s, 2010s, I think my heart's in the 2000s. Just the classic R&B and like That's very just the bad. sugary pop that <laughs> came out of it. It's just iconic. Like mm. it's definitely in like my party playlist. There's a lot more 2000-esque mm. songs in the 2010s. But don't get me wrong, One Direction's in the 2010s. So I'm <laughs> a bit torn. I'm a bit torn there. <laughs> but yeah, what about you, Harry? Um, I reckon I'm probably 2010s. I'm still into the old, uh, good old like Pitbull. and yeah. the, uh, Worldwide. Yeah, Mr. Worldwide. I really like that no hotel shame. room service stuff. I've got no shame. No shame at all. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, I'd say 2010s to myself. How about you, Ryan? Uh, 90s. <laughs> yeah, actually, that makes, as a hip hop man, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. And like, um, 90s is the golden era of hip hop in a lot of ways. I was actually, um, I was making a little, like, top 20 favorite albums list the other day. Um, and I was like, I was looking at the years that my favorite albums came out. Like, it was like 93. 04 and then like 2017 were like the, th- the three years. Well, you'll definitely add them into your playlist so everyone else can um, see what we're listening to. So if you didn't know, 
not only do we have an episode playlist, we can listen to all the songs that we've mentioned, but each of our members, including Kimmy, who's not on the mic today, we all have a playlist. <laughs> we all have a playlist there that we're list of all the songs that we're currently obsessed with or our all-time favourites, and stuff that just is really unique to our personality. And if you want to know us a bit more, and our guilty pleasures, we don't always have the best music taste. We have a grand old time while we're... No, while this we're, is a safe space, though. Safe we respect space. all music tastes. If you do want to judge us, please reach out to us on our on our socials. Yes. We always love to hear some constructive criticism. Absolutely. Um, we may be a little bit hurt, uh, but... I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all in good fun. Or even read us and let us know what your favourite songs are so maybe we can expand our music tastes yeah. and find some new songs to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Once again, we'll be posting on our socials. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. We're on Facebook too. And of course, our Spotify Podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And we'll tune in next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See you later. Every note because we keep it on key. Playing in your systems, everybody gone see. We be hitting every note because we keep it on key.